Good morning to everybody. The, yes, you may be seated, sorry. The Lord has spread his coverings over us and took us as we are. He has loaded us with gifts. Today I'm talking or giving a talk about the role of a Christian woman in the church. Let us pray. Blessed and divine Father God, holy and merciful God, thank you for writing your will and your ways upon our hearts and calling us into remembrance in times of need. Amen. God's blessings to all the people gathered here this morning. My name is Badanila Zita, a retired Anglican priest in the Diocese of Johannesburg. May I thank the church and its women leadership for inviting me today to come and share my thoughts and emotions with you. We stand in the middle of what we call in our country Women's Month. On Tuesday the 9th, we celebrated Women's Day. This gives us an opportunity to focus on the daily struggles of women in our society and to seek ways to do battle with the demons and dragons in the depths of our social and personal beings that, give us rise, that gives rise to these struggles so as to enable us to emerge whole and renewed. When men and women do the work of ministry together with mutual respect and love, everybody wins. And the truth is that we need each other for the full formation of our souls. So then, let the kingdom of God be advanced by working together. God did not make a mistake. No mistake was made in heaven when God gave a woman a gift of leadership or teaching. The Holy Spirit did not distribute the gifts according to gender. Both men and women should be free to express their God-given abilities in the local church. Women are God's students and women are God's teachers. Every Christian is in a continuing education program. A Christian woman should commit herself to what Christ teaches. If you have made such a commitment to Christ, are you remaining true to it? We have all been taught about Christianity and the requirements of the kingdom of God. So, leadership styles are not defined according to gender. The temptation for many of us as women leaders is to deny our true selves, our femaleness in an effort to fit into male culture. That's the mistake that we do. Women are created in the image of God. Yes, it is true. Genesis 1.26, all people are equal. No human being is any more or any less important than anyone else. Our identity with God tells us that human beings have been created to be God's image and making us to be like him in his likeness. 
We have no reason to feel inferior as women because in the kingdom of God, both male and female are God's creatures. Women are parts and partners in God's plan. We are the bread of life. It is a woman who brought life on earth. Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus, our savior. Scripture tells us that it is the woman, it is the woman of the Virgin Mary, a woman who gave birth to the bread of life that is life-giving, a true spiritual bread from heaven. Women have the power to bring life into the world. Ladies, God is a tailor who dresses his creatures and he will dress us up as women of faith. We are first of all alike. We are human beings. We are created in the image of God. We have the same bones and flesh. Only secondary are we male and female. Our primary identity, it's not women or men, but creatures in relation with God. Our Heavenly Father guides the paths of women in a beautiful variety of direction, including several different seasons along our paths. If we, as Christian women, who are women of faith, confine our thinking to one plan that fits every woman, we limit the possibilities of each individual living out her own custom-designed story. I believe a woman who is devoted to following Jesus Christ will receive the guidance and discernment to know in any given season how she is really doing as a woman of faith. The role of a Christian woman is to put on an apron of humanity and humility as well, to serve one another. Christian women work for transformation of their culture, of their societies, and of the church. The church is the body of Christ. It is called to resurrection, to a radical newness in which men and women are truly equal around the table of the risen Christ. The church remains an institution with the potential for contributing to bring in the new life that women of faith struggle for. How do you deal with men who display resistance to your leadership as a woman? How do you handle that? Well, experience has taught me that when you show men in your team that you are for them, that you are not a power-hungry or an angry woman with an agenda, most of them will give you a chance and they will listen to you, which is true. Richard Raw is quoted as having said, when the wound happens, if you see God in it, it becomes a sacred wound. But if you don't, 
see God in it, there is no journey. Women hope and long for affirmation of their gifts of the spirit, the Hagia Sophia spirit, whose name means holy wisdom. Hagia Sophia was a woman's name, named after a church, a cathedral. The story of the construction of Hagia Sophia, the spirit of wisdom began in 532 after the death of Christ. This was a church built as a cathedral in Constantinople, now Turkey. According to Cynthia Stewart, the church was built as an offering to God for an emperor yearning for unity and wisdom. Christian women pray in all circumstances. We are to pray through Jesus Christ. We do not act simply from our own power, but the Christian vision speaks of being empowered by the spirit so beautifully named as Spirit Hagia Sophia. The Holy Spirit of wisdom, the spirit of unity. Spirit Sophia Hagia prays in us that we find in Roman chapter 8, 26 to 27. The holy wisdom must be a mission and ministry in Christian community. Women in their prayers must be able to can bring about the new creation for which humanity longs. As Christian women, as Christian women we must be conscious of our dignity as God's good creation. We must pray in the spirit of Hagia Sophia, the spirit of wisdom, for the transformation of our society and for right relationships. When we acknowledge that all human persons are equal in dignity, then barriers are overcome and community begins to happen. But when we maintain superiority over others, whether of gender, race, class, age, and etc., there is no ground for mutual relationships. It is important to continue working with a spirit of grace and humility. As a woman of faith in the community, we are to stretch the minds of people by introducing truths that require us to wrestle deeply as we examine God's word and apply it to our everyday life. Character, character matters. The truth is leaders are supported and followed when they are more likable, trustworthy and warm, trustworthy, warm and enjoyable to be around with. Even though our character at times is tested in the fire of painful emotions, however, character matters. There is a book that I once read, it speaks about the power of character in leadership. It is about your ethics, your morals, your principles and your values as a woman of faith.
About children, sometimes it can be difficult as parents to avoid our controlling tendencies and not attempt to squeeze our children into some kind of mold. The best thing we can do is to model what godly leadership looks like to our children at home. None of us does this perfectly, but whenever your daughter sees your positive actions, when she sees your passion and stewardship of your own gifts, she will understand that gifts come with responsibilities. Let her know when you make mistakes, when you get out of balance, even times when you feel frustrated. She doesn't need to see you as a superstar, only as a woman doing the very best she can. And one day she will rise up and call you blessed. We can only, if we work extra hard, to serve with joy and humility, guided by the spirit of Hagia Sophia. Too many times we have failed to stand together as women in solidarity. Too many times we have judged one another, condemning those things we did not understand. As God's stewards, we talk about God instead of teaching men and women on how to experience God in our hearts. And the truth is that you are your own saviors and answers of your own prayers. Your awareness of living spirit almighty is within you. When you are tuned with the infinite, a higher spiritual dimension, fire can't burn you and poison can't kill you. You, because the Bible says, if you sow in the field of the spirit, you will gather the harvest of eternal life. To paraphrase what Joseph Campbell, the famous mythologist, once said, he said, we are looking for the meaning of life as much as the experience of being alive. Now is the time to get in touch with our true selves. Friends, in life, your core values will guide you and will set you on your path and will make you the person you are and allow you to take the decision you make. Your spirit is really your soul and your soul is who you are behind the mask that everyone sees and know it is the real you. Martin Luther is quoted as having said in one of his dreams, I quote, he said, I have a vision, I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out to its creed. Now, final question. At the end of life, we shall not be asked how much pleasure we had in it, but how much service we gave in it. Not how much full it was of success, but how much full it was of sacrifice. Not how much happy we were, but how much helpful we were. And not how much ambition was gratified, but how much love was saved. Amen.